Welcome back to the Mindset Design Podcast. This is your host Arlen Moore speaking, and on this show we have a very special je- we have a very special guest. His name is Jordan Greenfield. He is a he's an entrepreneur. He's a genuine good friend of mine, one of my best friends. He is the CEO of Hubi and also director of marketing. Founder. Um, founder, direct CMO, chief CMO, officer. Chief Marketing Officer at Alawativa, and he's one of the best people I've ever met with people. So I'm really excited to dive into this podcast. Jordan, welcome. Thanks for having me, Arlen. Pleasure to be on. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited. We're going to probably run this 20, 30 minutes. Um, we're about to go hang out with some uh, – we're not going to go hang out with anybody. We're, we're going to – because there's a lockdown – so we're just going to do nothing. No, but, we're going to go hang out with close friends. We're going to hang out with Toddy and friggin' Heath and maybe Zane and the coffee guys. Yeah, they launched coffee. Close go friends. buy Heath and Zane's coffee. Go buy their coffee. Um, Jordan, let's, let's cut right to the chase. You're good with people. You're good at networking. One of the best I've seen. What's the secret? What's the sauce? Um, what's the sauce? Uh, I, I, I think, and, and I know Kasim was on this, this podcast a little earlier, um, I think the biggest thing, and, and I think what has allowed us to be where we are, is figuring out ways to provide value for people that don't need anything for anyone. And when I say mm-hmm. that, I'm thinking mm-hmm. about like the Ed Keynes of the world, the, the owner of Big Night Entertainment. Um, I'm thinking about the 50 Cents of the world, the, the Paul Ides of the world, the Arlen Moores of the world. Like mm-hmm. figuring out ways when, when we originally met you, instead of trying to figure out ways that you could bring value to us, bringing value to you directly. By connecting bridges, by introducing mm-hmm. you to whether it's the Ed Keynes, once again, the Vlog Squad guys, whoever it may be, finding the synergy where, where no one knows it existed, bringing together mm-hmm. people like the, like the 50 Cents and the Bob Crafts of the world mm-hmm. um, that ordinary people wouldn't expect to, to be in the same room and vibe, but mm-hmm. figuring out a way to bring them value. Yeah, and that's a skill. I mean, that's a skill that takes, it takes balls, it takes confidence. How, how long did that take to develop and like where where does that come from yeah for I, think, you? I think for me it's definitely from my father um started off as a blue collar guy and, and and as a salesman at heart um and he always told me in business and life you need to figure out ways to provide value to other people so once again going back to what i just said before um th- these are people and and i think over the last two to three years what what i've done well what people like Cass and have done well and, and other people in my world um is really figuring out how to provide value to people first and and i always say if you push out and provide value to people if nine out of ten times it doesn't come back around and when you're when you're providing value for people when you're trying to give them um, access to things or whatever it may be, you can't expect anything in return. It's like mm-hmm. a gift, right? Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't give someone a gift and expect something back in return. But what I was always taught is if one out of those 10 times that you do that, if it comes full circle, it's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. So like for instance, with what we're seeing right now with this product roller that we're doing with Hubi, 18 months ago, we worked our asses off to figure out a way to provide value for somebody like 50 Cent. And I don't have to get into the details about, about how we did that um, between connecting him and uh, briefly connecting him with people like Bob Kraft so that they can go ahead and get access to Gillette Stadium. And 50, as you know, has a champagne line. So figuring out a way to get those champagne bottles into the different suites throughout Gillette Stadium. And 
when we were doing that, there was no dollars that we were making. It's not like we were going in there and we were connecting 50s team and, and crafts team and we were getting paid for doing so. We were doing it because I wanted to figure out a way to provide value to 50 Cent. Because mm-hmm. once again, if that does come full circle, then mm-hmm. it's going to be in, in, incredibly um, beneficial to us. But it also just feels good and it, and it also feels um, satisfying to provide value to people of that level. So I, I, I think that would be like my advice to somebody mm-hmm, young that mm-hmm. was doing this is, is figure out ways to provide value to people that don't need anything from anyone else. And yeah. Casson always gives me, um, or Casson always comes back to the point that, that I talk about, but it's like, even if you don't have wealth or you don't have access to resources, try and feel like, try and provide so much value to the people around you that you never feel like you owe anyone anything. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. been like very... Um, that's been something I've kind of lived by yeah. and it's, it's, it, it puts you in a good place. It's spot on with one of the concepts I talk about a ton, especially the book that just came in the mail, the 80, 20 book. Yeah. It's when you're trying to figure out how to provide value in whatever you, business you're creating or to someone else, it's rarely the first answer that comes to your mind. It's, it's not, um, a, a common thought. It's not like, Oh, well I, I, you, most people just stop. They think like, I couldn't, how could I provide value to 50 cent? But you don't do that. You, you think creatively and that's what thinking 80, 20 is all about. It's bypassing the first common thought, the average thought that everybody else has and looking at the drawing board and figuring out, you know, okay, how, how not, not, there's no way I could do this, but how could I make something happen yeah. between two people? It's super, super creative. And that's why you, you are successful yeah, at what but, you do. Cause you, you never give up. You always find a way to provide value. Yeah. It's kind of like the thing that never came to f- full fruition, but like back, back a couple months ago, you, we did the thing on the whiteboard. Yeah. You were talking about right. like the Wick Rosebeck connection with the possibility of vlog squad guys yeah. coming to town. Um, that's a great it, little it, anecdote. But, I think but we should like, go a little more in depth. Of well, this, it's just I like remember the, the idea yeah. of like, why the hell would Wick Rosebeck owner of Celtics? Yeah. The owner of the Celtics want to be, um, why would they ever be in the same room as people like the vlog squad guys? Um, and, and I had, um, like an example where we were just talking about like same thing with the Bob Kraft type people and the 50 cent type people. It's, it's. Obviously, if I go to 50 Cent's team and I'm like, hey, I'm going to introduce 50 to JC, it's like, yeah, no shit. They already know each other. Like, mm-hmm. they've been in the same room a million times. Mm-hmm. But if you think about people in different worlds, and um, we just had a fun um, little trip about a, a, a month, two months ago, where we were heading to the lake in Las Vegas, and I had to finish up a conference call. And I was on the phone with Ed Kane, who we were obviously talking about doing different things with. And he's somebody that's been so good to us and a, and a mentor to us. It's the owner of Big Night Entertainment in Boston, but an absolute legend in Boston and hospitality um, who we literally went out of our way for 18 months to two years before he even gave us the time of day trying to figure out ways to provide him value. And now he's been a huge mentor to us. Mm-hmm. But we're in the car with him and a gentleman named William Fay, who is one of the biggest producers in Hollywood. The guy who produced The Town, um, who produced 300, who produced all the Hangover movies. And reason being is because I met both these people throughout my time to trying to provide value to people that are on this different echelon of, of incredibly bright, passionate people that have succeeded incredibly in their industry. And I knew both of them and was able to bridge that gap and, and, and introduce those guys. And we're sitting in the car, Cass and I and, and Joe on the way to the lake. 
And I put the thing on mute and Cass was like, this is literally better than, excuse my language, a, a fucking TED Talk. He's like, this is incredible because we're just bridging the gap of people. So it's, it, it's creativity, like you said before. Figuring out, mm-hmm. finding the synergy where no one knows it existed. Like yeah. who would want to be in the same room that wouldn't be in the same room if you couldn't put them there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, and you've been doing that for so long that I think even a lot of the, the subtleties that a lot of people struggle with um, – like on a that, that seem very simple to you now, but just like how to go up and approach someone who's you know successful. Well, what would you say to someone who struggles to you know even go up to say hi to someone they maybe think is even attractive? You know what I mean? It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. But like when you meet someone famous or successful, what is your mindset going up and saying, "Hey, I'm Jordan." You know, how do you even start those conversations? Well, yeah, you got to act like you belong until you belong. And I and I think I like when you just said that we just mentioned Wick Rosebeck's name. When you said that, it just brought, back, brought me yeah. back to like the Big Night Entertainment top 100 night or whatever. Right. When we see Wick Rosebeck and he's chomping on a sandwich in the corner by himself and Arlen's like, Arlen and Cass, and they're like, I'm going to go over and, and it, we're going to go over and say what up to Wick. And it's like the, these people, you, you, need, to, you need to act in, until you're actually there. And, and um, the, I'm talking like two, three, four years ago when we were just fearless 20-year-old kids or 23-year-old kids with a shitload of passion, like – Passion resonates with people. So if you understand these people and, and, and you're actually inspired by what they've done and you're actually inspired by the moves they make, made in business and you can go over and, and communicate that to them, they're going to relate to it. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it's just about fe- being fearless. It's about um, having belief in yourself. Like you, you see all these different things of the Mark, um, the Mark Cubans of the world saying 27 and, and, and broke – like these little memes on Instagram where he was 27 and, 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 and broke and now obviously look where he is. But everybody was at that point at some point. So who has the balls to friggin' say I belong in the room with these people and walk over and once again figure out a way to provide them value. And that value can be a meaningful conversation where they, where they feel like they're getting something out of it. Mm. Yeah, that was a great, great night, great moment when we met Wick. Um, it was just kind of a – I don't know. It flowed really nicely too. I think one of the big things with that – was obviously the, the the pretty spontaneous commonality we found because Maggie and I had just donated all that money to Boston Children's. Yeah. And then she his wife happened to work for Boston Children's. Um, finding things in common with people, I think, I mean, I think that's one major thing that I focus on. I feel like you're really, you do that very naturally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, my friend, yeah, my, I, I mean, my friend Sam Vagar used to always say, like, go into every conversation with a plan, especially with people right. at that level. Understand what you want. Understand what you what what you want to come out of it. Um, but I remember Cass and, and and Arlen, and it's funny that I'm saying this like it was like a, a setup thing. This is just in the moment thing, mm-hmm. and this is what what. Um, and I think the reason you like being around us, and and we and we've been able to over the last year in a lot of ways, it be. The best, the best year in, t- in terms of productivity for all of us because we push each other to be to be better and mm-hmm. to and to connect connect with these people. Um, but you and Arlen went over and, and and or excuse me, you and Cassim went over and immediately it was the conversation of Sincoro. Like we had already right. we had already went to um, we had already had an event that took place and it was your birthday party where um, Ed Kane at one of his locations surprised you with the Sincoro stuff. Right. And, and right. you had put out a YouTube that, that was seen by tens of thousands of people. And this is a business that he started with Michael Jordan with um, right. Wes Edens from the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, a couple other 
other a couple other big names and that Ed Kane's involved with from Big Night Entertainment. This was his event we're at. And so you guys went over with, with, with a plan for that. And then immediately from that, when I had walked over into the conversation, it was not only have we already provided value to Sincoro and not only are we a fan of a business that you invested in and your wife is the CEO of, mm-hmm. um, but there's more we think we can do. Mm-hmm. And so he, mm-hmm. he immediately said, oh my God, my wife is right over here. She runs Sincoro. Should we should go over and talk with her? Mm-hmm. And so that's when we, we walked over and I, and, um, for, forgive me, but I'm forgetting her name. Such a, such a uh, sweet lady. Um, I always confuse her with, with Linda Henry, um, who's, who's um, one of the owners of the Red Sox. Um, but incredible lady, runs Sincoro once again, which is owned by Wes Edens, Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. and Wick Rosebeck from the Celtics. And so we went over there, and uh, 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 yeah, Amelia, I, for, I forget her, um, her maiden name. Thank you, Cassin. But um, we ended up going over there, and the first conversation she, uh, we had was about how you and Maggie had just done um, the, the, the charitable thing for Boston Children's. Mm-hmm. You guys put the hoodies together for Maggie's birthday. Mm-hmm. You ended up raising $10,000. The picture we took with the $10,000 check, and this was like a Happy Gilmore check, which right. was awesome. Right, right, right. Yeah, so yeah. we were It was all, in her wing or something like that, yeah. Ezarelli or whatever her last name is. The bridge is yeah. named after her. Right. And we had a picture that day with the $10,000 Happy Gilmore check on the bridge that she just donated. Right. And so that's like, if we didn't put ourselves in the position to go and speak with Wick, that connection would ne- had, have never been made. And it, it was a great connection to be made. We haven't seen, this is six, eight months ago. We haven't seen something come out of that relationship. Right. Patience is also a big thing. Right. We, I mean, I we still will. have his business card we, in my wallet. Yeah, but we, <laughs> we will, we will cross paths with Wick and his wife again. Right. And we will see a, a, a return on that. Right. Because, I mean, once again, our, our passion resonated with them and we put ourselves in an uncomfortable position, uh, uncomfortable position, but it will come full circle. And it, it's cool. This is a great example too, I think, of something that even, as, for someone listening, this sounds like kind of a big deal thing. It sounds like a pinnacle. It really isn't. I think the pinnacle is when we actually end up doing something with them. But to understand too that that moment was a culmination of so many other instances of both you and me doing everything that we could in our lives to provide value to anybody. I mean, it obviously starts with me trying to provide value through my YouTube videos, then providing yeah. value to Maggie and with the, the sweatshirt, yeah. then providing value to, the, to Boston Children's. And I mean, there's so many um, branches of that. And if I may get even more, uh, even you know, more down to like a spiritual level, this sounds strange, but yeah. like something I focus on and I like to give, you know, things people, cause we're, we're talking very up, very high up things right now, yeah. you know, owner of the Celtics, holy shit. But like, but this, this is, this is like three, this is, if somebody told me this four years ago when I was leaving college, right. I would be like, you're, you're insane. Exactly. I don't belong in the same, in, in, in the same room as Wick, but until I put myself in the mindset that I did. And that's what that's, I'm saying. Yeah. And so on something like, so this is, I do this all the time. It's kind of weird, but like today on today's run, that Jordan and I went on like a five mile run today. Yeah. I'm when I'm running. Sometimes I mean, don't I don't do it twenty four seven. But I'm thinking in my head like I'll, I'll go through maybe bits of like a minute or two where everyone I see, I'm just like in my head. I'm like I hope that person has a good day. I hope that person has a good day. Maybe like smile at someone. Remember that guy was shooting free throws oh, on awesome. the beach? Yeah. I was like nice shot. Like you know. Yeah, just but like it's also like giving a- value on a micro level then inspires you to give more and more. I com- I completely agree. So like I. I told Cass and, and, and Peter, who are two of my roommates and business partners in, in, in Vegas, I told them the other night I went at like 1220. I was working my ass off all day. 
I was up at 1220, continuing to work, and I went to, because I've been a little chunky these last couple of days, hence we went on the run, mm-hmm. but I went over to Jack and Jack in the Box, mm-hmm. one of Joe's hilarious friends, like, sold me on how good Jack in the Box is, mm-hmm. so at 1220, I went over there, and I went through the drive through and this friggin' kid, from the second I went up to the menu, had the best energy in the entire world. Like, mm-hmm. this kid had the best energy in the entire world, asked me what, ki- what, ki- what kind of sandwich I want. Mm-hmm. And I ordered my sandwich, and I went up to the window, and this kid's energy was still friggin' electric. Like, mm-hmm. a 17-year-old, hilarious friggin' mm-hmm. uh, Vegas kid. And I gave him my card. I paid whatever it was, the 12 bucks for the sandwich and, mm-hmm. the, and, the, and the fries because I'm chunky and, and whatever else I got. And he gave it to me, and I was just like, I just grabbed my wallet. I just gave him the card for the thing, and I just hand him 20 bucks and the kid starts dancing behind the window and I drove <laughs> away and it was the best $20 I've ever spent my entire life but mm-hmm. it's like it, it, I don't know it was just for me it was like this kid's going out of his way working at a fast food restaurant to mm-hmm. at twelve twenty in the morning to provide some sort of like happiness or energy for me mm-hmm. and it was it was literally the best $20 I've spent in forever and, and I also live in Vegas so I spent a lot of stupid $20 but um I don't know. For for me, it was just like it is the small things and mm-hmm. actually making people um, feel seen and feel alive on a, on, on a day to day basis mm-hmm. and can be very rewarding. Yeah, and and that's something that just absolutely translates outward. And I think when you start to live your life like that on a micro level, it just completely transforms everything. I mean, your 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 world opens up. You f- like you said, is the best. $20 you ever spent, you probably yeah. felt amazing after that. Yeah. Maybe the rest of the day, you know, you got on a business call, your energy's good because you gave and then you're giving on the on the call through your energy and maybe remember that kid and it just, it's a domino effect. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's uh, something that's really inspiring to me. Um, this has been great so far. I don't even know what, is there any other, any other topics you want to hit? Any, any things you want to voice, Jordan, based on kind of what you know, um, you know, I mean, honestly, anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, in terms of relevancy, I would say, and and we had fun last week or two weeks ago during Thanksgiving over in Malibu. But in terms of relevancy, I would say, like, everybody is going through their shit right now during a pandemic, um, especially when you speak about business. And mm-hmm. I know I was just talking about Arlen's birthday was two days ago, how proud I am of him for the growth over the last year. Because when I think about and we look back on Arlen's birthday last year, which was the night when Ed Kane sent Sincoro, um, mm-hmm. uh, Sincoro over to your table, mm-hmm. and that was the connection with Wick, the growth that you've had since then. <clears throat> but on a business level, in terms of what I'm most proud of, during a pandemic, I mean, there, there are a million excuses to be made, and like we talk a lot about how bad we feel for the hospitality industry right now, and like there, there are certain people that are getting absolute crushed by the pandemic, but with Aloativa, which is the skincare company we just launched. We set a date six months prior to um, the pandemic of, of when we were going to launch. We, we didn't make any excuses. We raised money. We ended up launching on that actual day, um, which for me is like the idea of with all of the crazy shit that happened of making a plan and committing to it and not letting anything get, get in your way. And the persistence of that is incredible. Um, on the Hoobie level, I, I, I would say um, very – for a young company, for a 27-year-old founder, 28 now actually, I, I founded it when I was when, when I was 26. Hubi at the beginning of the pandemic, we had a $250,000 investment that was committed to, mm-hmm. and the gentleman actually 
pulled out because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. I can't blame him. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a global mm-hmm. pandemic. No one knows what's going to happen. He literally committed to the investment right at the start of it mm-hmm. and ended up pulling back. Mm-hmm. So we had to get scrappy and make no excuses for four months. And then we we're here last week for Thanksgiving with Arlen and we put our heads down. We got back to work. We, we, we realized there was a pandemic going on. There was nothing we could do. And adapt. Yeah. And, and at Thanksgiving night of, uh, of, of this year, we got a, an email and we were here with Tony Pillow and Arlen and wrapped mm-hmm. and the whole crew, um, that another gentleman just put down a, a $250,000 check for us to allow us to launch this this year. So it's like the ups and the downs of being an entrepreneur and starting anything. Like I'm sure it's the same with you, Arlen, Max, and everything you have going on, but it's like, you have to stay persistent. Um, you have to, you have to try and ignore the noise. And, and when I say ignore the noise, I think there's a difference between, um, we watched the, we watched the documentary last night of, I forget the name of it. Um, the, the most meaningful startup in, in Silicon Valley that never existed. Magic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, general magic. So this was like the influence for the, like the iPhone and the smartphone, but this was a company that failed. When I say ignore the noise, I look at noise different than signals. So like you still have to hear and read data and signals so you don't fall behind what's actually happening in the world and what's happening with the markets, but ignore the noise, meaning a million people are going to say no. Before we got anybody to say yes to Hubi, to, to, to Alotiva, to put their money behind it, uh, hundreds of people said no. For every investor we have, there's 150 to 200 investors that said no. Um, so ignore the noise and, and just try and stri- stay focused with those horse blinders on, but still allow enough information to come in that you're not, you're not too blind to what's actually going on in the world. Mm. Amazing. Yeah, really, really great message for the relevancy. Um, that being said, we have a we have a, a a wonderful sponsor for this podcast. It's Aloativa. <laughs> you can get your you can get your uh, skin cream. It's the best skin cream that I've ever touched. I don't even put it. I don't put anything on my face. But then, of course, my friends start a skin a skincare company, and then I put it on my face, and it smells good. It feels good. My skin feels amazing it's just a great way to wake up and throw that on and, and uh it's all natural and where can they buy it i appreciate you saying that arlen that was that was kind of a friend joke aloativa.com it was a friend joke but in all seriousness um founded aloativa based out of italy waterless cosmetics and very proud to say um, we just partnered with water.org at water um, and for every power bundle we sell we donate two years of quality water to someone in need. And so it's been a great partnership Amazing. so far. Um, and we're thrilled for, for 21, obviously. So that's A-L-O-E-A-T-T-I-V-A dot com. Aloativa dot com. Yep. And that's it. Great, guys. Um, hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, feel free to reach out to me at Arlen Moore on Instagram and shoot me the first word podcast or reach out to Jordan and you know shoot a message on Instagram. That's... Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N, uh, Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, 47? Yeah, underscore 47. Underscore 47. All right, that's it for the Mindset Design Podcast today. Talk to you guys soon. Peace.